0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold of FinOS, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. Hope you're doing well. And in this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Rob Moffat, who is FinOs's new chief technical architect. We talk about Rob's journey as a developer through financial services and then up to FinOS and see his perspective on open source and financial services. So with that, sit back and let's cue the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold of Finos. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Today, I am joined by Rob Moffat. Rob Moffat is our new Finos Chief Technical Architect. And um, Rob, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and say hello. Hi, Grizz.
1: Hi, everyone. Yes, uh, uh, my name is Rob Moffat. Nice to to be chatting with you today. It's great. You too.
0: How's it over in the UK today?
1: uh yeah it's uh it's a lovely spring afternoon here
0: right. day. yeah I, I i feel like i already knew that um uh in the world of podcasting folks if you do not hit record the first time and you start an interview then um you may hear some other thing there are some things over and over again so um so rob thank you for joining us today and and um i do uh, again and i want to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh you uh your journey coming to Finos, but then you know definitely some things before that and then uh anything else that you want to get into as well so so uh tell us as um chief technical architect um how how did you how did you come to this space um and you can start as far back as you want to or um or as recent and then we can work our way back
1: all right well let's Let's uh, kick off with the recent stuff, right? So um, I've been at Finos for nearly two weeks. So this is nearly the end of my second week. I spent the first week in New York with you guys. Uh, we had a quite a full-on week learning. I was learning lots of stuff about all the Finos projects. Um, but yeah, this is the my, my second week. Um, basically, I, um, I've been a developer for... Sometime, uh, and most recently I come from Deutsche Bank. Um, the last few years I've been working on building Symphony bots at Deutsche Bank. Symphony is a chat platform. And um, we, we wanted to, well, we built a lot of bots while we were there, but we wanted to make it easy for our developers to build bots uh, at Deutsche Bank. And so we built a, a a library uh, that allowed developers to more easily use Symphony features. And we wanted to open source that library so that people around the, you know, the banking community could could also pick up on those that, that uh, library and use it as well. And so our, our path naturally led to Finos. Uh, Deutsche Bank are a staunch supporter of Finos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And should, should, we man, give a sh-
0: should we give a shout out to, to both yeah. Deutsche Bank and Symphony as well as Finos members? <laughs>
1: They are indeed, um, yeah, both um, big big sponsors of Finos. Yep. And um, yes, Deutsche Bank donated several projects to Finos already, so. Um,
0: yeah, actually one uh, of the first ones as well, too. Um, yes, Plexus, I think, wasn't yes. it? Correct.
1: Yeah, so that they, they're kind of leading the charge on um, open source within the banking community, within the big banks, I think. Yep. And um, we felt that our project, uh, it's not a, it's not something secret for banks. It's something that all the banks could benefit from, and in fact, Deutsche Bank could benefit from making it open source as well. Uh, in terms of having a wider you know base of users, getting bugs fixed, getting contributions, that kind of thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. So
1: so yeah, we went down the route of open sourcing our project. Uh, it's called Springbot, Springbot, and it's right. um, yeah available on GitHub
0: all right we will make sure that in the show notes that we have a link to it um as well um so so uh you know let's let's go back um uh before your career um you know tell me tell me about getting into technology in the first place um uh wanting to become a developer and and how that kind of puts you through to um uh to deutsche bank but then even to where we are now
1: Sure. So, um, yeah, so I've actually worked at Deutsche Bank twice in my career. Uh, this is the most recent time. Um, and going back, so let's, let's go right back. So, um, when I was a, just a, you know, teenager, uh, my dad brought a Commodore 64 home one day Mm -hmm. and, um, this really sort of Lit a, a little a fire for me i was you know really interested in how it worked and what it could do we spent uh, you we spent lots of time typing in programs out of magazines and stuff like this mm-hmm. and waiting waiting for tapes to load up and save down and all that kind of stuff yep. um but i think that really sort of gave me a passion for computing and i went to university i did a computing degree and then um and then yeah uh one of my early jobs was actually working at deutsche bank in their their risk department uh, and this was like uh one of the first places where i started doing proper java development and got exposed to open source software things like uh the eclipse uh ide which is right. a very popular java ide things like JUnit as well we started writing JUnit tests and um and yeah and and yeah a lot of this sort of the the It was great at this point you could start to see the existence of an open source community and at that point um open source was kind of a bit of a secret it's like the developers could use it Uh, nobody in um, any kind of position of responsibility in a bank really had any idea of its existence or what was going on all right there were consumers but they weren't contributing back
0: and then so so, yeah also so So yes, uh, so there's consumption, there's consumption and then development upon the consumption, basically, but not necessarily, like you're saying, contributing back to the project itself at that point, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so most recently working at Deutsche Bank the second time on the symphony bot projects, Mm -hmm. it was really nice that the, the scenario had flipped around, And we'd sort of arrived at a maturity level at which the banks could see the benefit, not only just of idly consuming open source, but actually pushing back and giving back to the community. So, so that's, that's, I think that's a really huge change in attitude and and awareness as well within the banks.
0: coming from the developer side, um, I have a bunch of questions, but, but I guess the first one is, you know, like why, why is that important? Why is it important? First of all, maybe just as a developer to contribute back to an open source project in general. Um, But then, you know, then can we apply it to why is it important within financial services as well? What, and what's the difference there? All
1: right. Well, that's, let's take the um let's ta- let's look first at the at the at the first question right so why is it important that people contribute back and i think you almost have to look at this in terms of like an ecosystem it entities within an ecosystem need to evolve and change and improve and if you have people consuming from them from the ecosystem like just Taking a package like JUnit and using it, you kind of lose the feedback loop. There's no way for that process of improvement, that sort of um, that feedback system to go on, and for the the items within the ecosystem to improve. Right. So, so yeah, it's very easy for open source packages to, you know, have some kind of passionate person that will start them off drive a bit of early adoption and then for the package to just ossify and wane and get out of date Mm. uh, you need that constant renewal uh, renewal of ideas and and renewal of interest and passion and so yeah without that the packages get out of date and uh, become less useful over time and so the second part of your question was like how does this particularly apply to financial services and I think we're in a really it's a difficult situation in finance if you were working for the likes of Facebook or Google they have a almost an open source first attitude where Mm -hmm. you know you're almost expected to go and contribute on an open source project however in 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 banks in finance it's a different it's a different scenario there's Lots of regulation at play, right. and I, I, certainly at some of the banks I've worked at, uh, putting any code outside the bank would be a, a fireable offense, Right, <laughs> and, uh, and worked, I worked on several pieces of software which I thought, you know, this is something we should open source, because if I don't open source it, it will stay within the bank, it will probably fall to bits, no right. one will support it, it will get forgotten. Whereas if I open sourced it, it might live on yeah. uh, and that wasn't allowed to happen there. There was yeah. just a, a, a refusal to even consider the idea that software should be allowed out of the bank Right, um, and yes, huge p- p- penalties, punishments for, for even trying it. Yeah. But yeah, but I think times are changing. And I think um, we, we have to understand now in, in the world of finance that, you know, these these regulations have to to move with the times banks are almost required to to get involved in open source software in order to maintain these ecosystems
0: you know too like things are things are changing and and you know some listeners have know that you know i come from the open source world into the financial services world and so like uh there was a there was a point maybe like 10 years ago that we were doing at, at conferences it was still a lot of rah, rah rah open source you know like like this is this thing that we can use and technology is good and we can all build on it and and like you were saying that you know it doesn't ossify it gets you know better and cleaner and and more secure as you go because more people were contributing to it and then when i joined um symphony software foundation that turned into finos that is now part of the linux foundation um a while back like we were doing conferences and we were having to do the exact same thing rah rah, rah open source this is something that we should be doing um but you know in five years of being here um uh, one way or another that like i think you're right rob that that um we're we're seeing the contribution happen we're seeing the compliance catch up to the developers um and you know it's not perfect um as you said it's hard and and as you will find in in your new journey in this job that yes it, on a daily basis it can be hard um because there there's the regulation aspect there is also you know the, the compliance that you know enables um or that that comes out of the regulation that enables um any of the contribution policies that are happening you know within a bank and so so we we do see that different banks are on different parts of this journey of this open source readiness and, and open source maturity model that we're working on as well. So, um, you know, so I think you're coming in at a great time is what I'm saying uh, in all of that, that, you know, the, the experiences that you've had both good and bad and open source within financial services um, should play well to, you know, what you will work on you know, going into this new role, at least that's the hope, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, sort of to summarize, I think we've gone from a situation where there was a fear of code leaving the banks yeah. and a fear of, you know, losing your intellectual property to uh, a fear of missing out on yeah. open source. And if, um, you know, there are people leading the pack and driving this forward. And then there's plenty of banks, seeing this happen and thinking well we we need to be part of this we need to get involved yeah. and i think uh, a key thing now is is really accessibility it's trying to make it as easy for the people in the banks to to do open source as it is for their colleagues in you know the googles and the facebooks and the microsofts to who who are even further down this route than, than the banks are yeah. we've, got to, we've got to catch up
0: do you think now kind of turn into the developer side um, again, but but <clears throat> on a on a personal basis and a um uh, more of a you know looking to get new better jobs um, uh, we we talk every once in a while here about um, um banks being able to use open source to attract and retain new And you would hope sometimes better talent Um, from the developer side, you know, is have you seen that as something that is something that's important to you as a developer? Um, Can it? It's not yes or no, I swear. Uh, But is it it something that if you are developing in in the open source world, um, you know, do you think that that makes you more marketable um, to companies, whether it's within financial services or not?
1: I mean, it should do, right? It definitely should do. I haven't really seen that myself. I think, um, so like in my most recent sort of round of looking for jobs was obviously before I started working at Finos. Um, I was kind of looking for jobs back in the financial area again. And one thing had changed since the previous time I was looking for jobs, which is that it was much more about pair programming exercises and like, sitting down with other developers and, and showing your skills, which was a nice change from, you know, the sort of boring sitting in an interview room and pencil and paper exercises. Right. And I think that kind of came from the pandemic. You know, people could be at home and do an interview much more easily than yep. they could before. But um, But yeah, you would have thought that if you've got a good GitHub profile with lots of open source contributions mm-hmm. and you know, a demonstrated ability online of of uh, the fact that you can do what you say you can do on your C V. Right. But that really should stand for something. But right. I think we're still in a place where certainly in finance the the hiring policies have to catch up with that.
0: Okay.
1: Uh so I think we're probably not there yet, but I reckon it it's coming. I
0: think. Well that's fair. And that's good to I mean that's good to know because, you know, like that is something that i had not heard from the developer side which is extremely important because if you're not seeing that as you're trying to get hired um staying in financial services then you know part of our mission at finos is is still to educate um you know not only on a compliance basis but also you know the importance of open source you know within attracting and retaining talent and how that's important to developers so yeah if you're if you're not finding that as a developer trying to get hired um you know then then again this is is a very valid point from a developer side that uh maybe you can help us with that messaging um you know to to sell side banks and buy side firms as well that you know th- that there are things that um would be helpful because because the truth is you know on on the on the bank side. Um, you know, on the hiring side that, uh, you know, these open source developers that you're just saying that, like, you can go and look at your resumes on GitHub or GitLab, you know, it, it's it's out there for, you don't have to, you know, to, to you, you still have to prove, you know, your value, but at the same time, you can point to something and say, look, I've actually put in the work um and, yeah uh, and that, that doesn't happen you know um uh that doesn't happen for my type of job for marketing that doesn't happen yeah you know, like you can sometimes point to some of the things that you've done um but for the most part like you know a developer world is now very visual as to the work that you've done um so i think that's incredible for developers but um but yeah if if um if hiring practices still need to to catch up then uh, again, that's another reason why we're here. So help me with that. Yeah, There's,
1: there's, not, there's not many, you know, like uh, knowledge worker jobs where, where you do have that, is there? Like, yeah. um, like my builder, for example, has a website with all the things he's built on it, which you can right. go and check out and, and, and you can see what he's good at. Right. But I mean, a- and actors have like, obviously you yeah. can re- watch the films and see what actors have done to see whether they're any good or not. Yeah. But yeah, it's previously not existed for for developers. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great change, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, but
1: I think I mean, looking from my perspective, um, donating a project to Finos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I I was not really thinking this is going to make my CV look better. That wasn't right. the that wasn't the, the angle for me as a developer. Yeah. So I mean, obviously the the angle for my employer for Deutsche Bank was we can have better software here. We can make something better. And also it makes us look good in the community. That's that's the reason they wanted to donate to Finos. Right. But my angle as a developer was, I really want to be able to use this software again in my career. I don't want to be able to have to go to another bank and write exactly the same thing again,
0: right.
1: uh, which is gonna waste my time, but also slow me down doing my job properly. So, you know, the bigger, the the bigger the repository of good quality software that finos has Mm -hmm. more my job is easier when i get to the next bank i mean this is the you know all the banks are in well where i am all the banks are in london or you know where you are in new york right Right. it's all kind of um they're all clustered in one area to make it easy for people to move around so people are moving around from bank to bank all the time and if you can make it easier for them to take their tools with them when they do that, then that's making them better at their jobs.
0: Yeah, and more efficient too. And yeah. and and when you're when you're better at your job, you're more efficient. Then you're also overall cost less. Even you know, even if your salary goes up, the, the value that they're deriving out of out of what you're doing and building upon and what they you've already done. <laughs> Um, it should cost them less overall because they're getting more value out of that, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. And I mean, and the other thing you've got to think about as well is that Finos provides like a neutral venue. Yep. You know, um, so a a lot of organizations like Deutsche Bank and probably HSBC, certainly JP Morgan, they all have their own organizations on GitHub or GitLab. Um, But those are... You know they're opinionated and they're owned by those companies whereas at least when you put your your project into finos the the ownership model changes and and really you and all the other banks are you know contributors to that to that project rather than owners and i think that's a that is a nice leveling of the playing field so that means that you can get different banks collaborating on projects together like like we've seen with things like ftc3 and uh, open reg tech
0: yeah and and maybe maybe this is another podcast another time but i, I kind of wanted to ask you as far as like you know working with other maintainers from from you know different companies um kind of i mean what's kind of the i was going to say the good the bad and the ugly but wh- what's the you know what's the experience uh like on that, for, as opposed to just working with somebody, you know, like if you were only at Deutsche Bank and only working on a project that only had Deutsche Bank people on it versus working on an open source project with people from Deutsche from Symphony, I don't know who else may have contributed uh, to the projects you're working on, but um, uh, you know, uh without naming names, also, you know, it, I, i'm I'm sure I'm assuming that there is some good, and there's, you know, some hard um spaces as well. but, um, Um, could you talk a little bit about that and your personal experiences?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think, uh, in general, for most of the maintainers on GitHub, the experience is best characterized as lonely. It's like, uh, (laughs) you might have quite a successful project, which has got hundreds of stars. Um, but the likelihood is that you'll probably be doing a job all on your own to maintain that. That's true, and a lot of the time you might be on the receiving end of lots of negative feedback in the mm-hmm. form of issues, which are like all the things that your project is doing wrong.
0: Right. I, I um, think the fact that GitHub calls them issues is probably an issue. <laughs> starting down a path. Um. Anyway, but yeah,
1: there should be a whole other <laughs> section, shouldn't there?
0: Right. For, so like things praise. that we could fix, but you know, <laughs> not just issues. So.
1: Um, yeah. So yes. So lonely, right? It's uh, it can often be a lonely experience being a maintainer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think well, I'm starting to get a sense of this in my very limited tenure at Finos. But uh-huh. I think what I'm seeing is that Finos attracts um, people to come and help. Um, I've certainly seen this on the Legend project. Yep. We've got um, we've got a whole bunch of guys uh, working on the Legend um, deployment scenario and with Juju, uh, mm-hmm. trying to put together uh, Juju charms to allow Legend to be deployed. Right. Um, I I've, I've spoke to guys at Cinecron last week who are interested in coming and helping close some issues on Springbot. Good. and maybe Good. even waltz as well Good. Uh, so so yeah i i'm completely surprised by the fact that you know thinos is is kind of a uh, almost like a, a banner that people want to rally around i think there are lots of people in the development community who look at it and think i really want my github profile to be associated with these guys I'm going to go and do some kind of drive by pull request and try and improve some, some minor part of this ecosystem. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's a nice thing, right? So that loneliness kind of, I mean, let's be honest, right. You're still probably going to be doing 99% of the work, but I think it improves things. So, so that is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I think too, maybe, maybe also the, the larger the, the project gets, um, you, you may start to see more contributors come in and um and you know and and, and just like just like any other I, I sit on a couple of boards um and and I will not say what they are but but you definitely have the people that that do things and you have the people that just kind of hang out. Um and um you know you want the people that, that do things and but and and so those will also be some of the people that you know probably you know, when you have the issues come up literally and figuratively um, or, or GitHubly, I guess um, that, you know, those are the people that will probably make you, you know, bonkers every once in a while. Right. However, you know, as long as you're driving forward uh, with fixing those issues, because they're things that, that make the program, the, the, the project, the standard, whatever it happens to be better um, then you know, it, it may not be as lonely. It may be a little more, um, interesting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but <clears throat> again, if your interest is in, you know, you know, not just doing some good, but, but doing, you know, some good work, um, then, you know, yeah, I, I'm sure having a lonely project versus a spirited project, um, uh, is, is a different way of, um, um, of developing so that you know you're not in that bubble anymore um so you know i I hope that i hope that that is is something that you experience more and then our contributors experience more as well
1: yeah me too yeah
0: you said you wanted to go a couple of places but i didn't know if we hit on most of them or not
1: yeah i think um one other thing i wanted to sort of talk about is really um kind of the evolution of software development within Within this, certainly the this span of my career, okay, and you know if I if I look at um, when I started programming, uh, or even when I was doing my degree, it was kind of like there was lots of thing methodology which said you know you write a plan, you you have a specification, you um, you do a design and you build the software and then you test it and then you release it, and. You know, at the t- at the time, people were saying, you know, this waterfall approach, as it was known. You know, we need to start breaking this down and, and being more agile and doing iterative releases, and so that the whole agile m- movement was was born, uh, which started to say, look, just build a little thing, test it, see where you went wrong, adjust, keep doing that over and over again, and that will right. be better. And that was kind of like. In a way, that was a revolution, you know, breaking going from that early uh, waterfall approach, which works really well if you're building a house or pouring some sure. concrete, right? <laughs>
0: True, yeah, you
1: want to do it that way if you're yeah. building a house, <laughs> you're building some software, maybe not so much, right?
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that's that was a revolution, but I think we're actually halfway through another revolution now, which is like we're not just shuffling bits and bytes around anymore. We have an awesome amount of infrastructure in terms of all these open source projects. You know, if I'm, if I'm building a website now, I don't just do a tiny little bit of work and then iterate and then do another tiny bit of work. What I actually do is I go off and I find maybe five, 10, 15 components of things that people have already written and I lash them together. And then I've got like, 90% 90% of my website and maybe I iterate over the last 10% or whatever. Um, but I'm basically taking off the shelf components and building something out of them. Yeah. And I think that is a huge change in the way we build software and that's getting as, as the landscape of open source improves and matures, we see more and more of that happening mm-hmm. and that becomes more and more possible. Um, so to the to the extent now where I think you could almost say, well, agile, it's it's certainly a useful p- tool in the toolbox, but it's not the main tool anymore. Right. Really, the skill now is about finding the right dependencies, the right open source components, and putting them together. Yeah, and that's a whole new set of skills that you need to master.
0: That's, that's interesting. Is um, instead of having the monolith, which would come out of waterfall. But then, you know, but yes, you're right. Like, you can't live in a house. can't live in a house that just has the framing up um, because it gets cold um, and wet sometimes. Uh, But but yeah, almost the component pieces or uh, even, you know, you build a Lego set, you know, Lego piece over here and a Lego piece over here and a Lego piece over here. And then you connect all three and you have, you know, what you ultimately want. Um, And then maybe your friend is building uh, Lego piece over here, and they're able to insert the pieces that you don't already have. Um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think about. I didn't think about the ability to do that, and 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 being able to maybe even architect the um, all the component pieces so that it makes more sense. And, and and I think that you know we've been talking about this in the past couple of days, but like that's why we're seeing a lot more crossover in some of our. Our current projects, even some of the larger projects, which we can't go into too much detail about uh, because there will be releases coming out about them soon, but um, uh, that that yeah, that I think that some of our contributors um, and maintainers have has started to see the crossover um, in these projects and how they can use them to enhance the projects the projects that they are working on as well. So um, that kind of Thank you. That gives me insight into, into what's going on in the finance ecosystem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think this touches on what my job probably entails to some um, extent, yeah, yeah. right? Right. Because, uh, Well, I mean, we're just figuring this out now. You, yeah. me, yeah. and Wayne and Gab, and everyone else. Right. But I think what, something that I am very cognizant of is the fact that we have all these different projects. We have this landscape. Yeah. What we need to do is to try and make sure these projects are borrowing components from each other and from the rest of the ecosystem correctly. And also are scoped correctly for the site. Maybe they're scoped correctly for the finance industry, but could they be scoped for working in other industries? And how do we arrange the components so that people can reuse them as much as possible?
0: That's interesting. Uh, So
1: this is something I'm particularly interested in at the moment, especially with... With regard to the, the the set of projects we have on the go at Finos,
0: yeah, I, that's I, I'm at. I was going to ask you what what you think your job is going to be about, but um, but uh, I think that if you at least go in that direction, um, uh, helping architect, then you know, yeah, that's a that's a huge help to uh, what has already been going on, and, and builds a another huge puzzle piece to how the Finos ecosystem continues to expand. Um, yeah so I
1: think a bit of that has already happened, hasn't it, in Finos, because we have projects like Legend, and I watched a lovely presentation the other day where they were talking about using legend with more fear mm-hmm. and how the two projects, both Finos projects they complement each other by yeah. covering off one is about data modeling and the other is about process modeling or uh, you know like logic modeling, yeah and they sort of tie in together, and I think that's that's a nice yeah piece of yeah. integration yeah. Right. And um, we might
0: have even more information coming out over the uh sure <laughs> you you for that in the
1: uh, description of the podcast <laughs> yeah
0: exactly D- delete 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 uh, no i'm kidding. um no because we should be open about these things and and we should continually find the crossover um you know like you're talking about uh to to make the projects more robust to make them uh you know again more secure um uh, Cleaner, better code, all the above, um, and then you know, and and have more value to them both inside of financial services and outside. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So get on that, Rob. Um, uh, in your <laughs> third week, in your third week, uh, let's make sure that we do that. All right. I'll start Monday. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Rob, I really appreciate your time today, um, and. Uh, uh, feel free to drop in on uh, many other podcasts as we go along. Um, I, I would like, you know, I mean, you and I, of course, we'll see each other weekly, but, um, uh, but you know, f- feel free to, if, if you see some things that are going on, and you're like, hey, you know, I want to talk about these uh, things within the foundation. Um, you know, um, we're always open here. And, um, and also I will see you, um either april 20th or 21st um or that week uh after easter in london right um and uh we're gonna have a meet up there um i believe it'll be at the sinecron offices in london as well and as of right now what we have planned as of march 24th subject to change is uh it'll be around the waltz project there was another contribution from deutsche bank um so uh so look out for Finos coming to London um in the third week of April. And um and then we'll be back in London again in July for the open source and finance forum. Um, and then uh yeah, um looking looking forward. I, I think Rob, the way that the travel schedule is going, I, I might get to see you um uh a few times this year. So uh so sounds let's... like we've seen quite a lot of you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry Not for you. <laughs> well, you,
1: you. You and me are very welcome in London. And I'll awesome. uh, try awesome. and show you some stuff.
0: That sounds good. That sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate well, it again. And um, uh, thank you for everybody listening. Uh, if you'd like to get involved uh, with any of our projects, please uh, reach out to us at info at Org. Um, I'll leave Rob's information too. So if you have specific questions for Rob, um, then you can do that from the show notes. Uh, get involved with our Slack channels. Our community Slack channels for FinOS um, are very active around our projects. Uh, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, join us at uh, FinOS.org. And um, how else can you get in- um, Join us for This Week at FinOS, it uh, goes out every week and it tells you about the project meetings that we have on a weekly basis for um for the majority of our projects uh and it's how you can get involved and then i think rob too in there you said something um about uh you didn't quite mention it this way but we have uh you, you call them drive-by um contributions but um uh but we have uh good first issues uh around Uh, most of our projects, especially the larger ones that are small issues that some of them are technical and developer-based, some of them are non-technical based as well, that if you're looking to get involved with a project and do a (laughs) drive-by contribution, um, you know, you can do that as well. So uh, get involved with the community. Um, We're looking forward to you being here and Rob, thank you for joining us, um, not only here, but also in general, Um, you know, it's it's been nice working with you in the past um and you know definitely looking forward to working with you for a long time in the future as well Um, so with that good day good night wherever you are